having constructive feedback is what we really want. So if you go into a placement and you're really struggling with something, we have to look at ourselves. Is it me? Is this person rude, horrible, or am I rude and horrible? Is it that this can be solved easily or is this a slightly tougher thing to solve? So what we need is constructive feedback. And the way to do that, of course, is to think to yourself, if someone was to say that to me, how would I feel? Hello and welcome. Mentoring with Geraldine is a bite-sized practitioner podcast for naturopaths, nutritionists, herbalists, and practitioners. This podcast responds directly to your needs, the needs of the practicing natural therapist. With interviews, herbal discussions, something business, and something clinical each week, you'll get the variety you need and enjoy to stay motivated in practice. everybody how are we now what we're talking about today so there was that message yesterday where someone had said they'd talked to a colleague and the colleague was in a placement and they weren't very happy in the placement they thought they needed to give some feedback so I thought we'd talk today about our overall organization which is a big theme right now with my mentees and in my groups and I thought we'd talk about giving constructive feedback because constructive feedback is what we all want so actually I have a feedback form or a form um a type what are they called type form so I have one and it would be good if I were able to share it how do I do that summary responses insights my workspace. I hardly use this thing, but I created a type form because I'd like more information of people share. Here we go. Figured it out. Copy link. I'm going to stick it in the chat. We need to always ask for feedback. And if we have people on the premises, it's always great to get feedback off them because there's always other ideas. When I'm in my groups, my groups say, oh, what about this, Geraldine? What about that? I'm like, oh, yes, let's do this. I was, I'm getting some additional training from Steph Taylor at the moment. And I said to her, because she does spreadsheets, so I'm learning to do spreadsheets because she does spreadsheets for everything. And I love them. And so I looked in my, and so I said to her, where's that overall spreadsheet? She said, yeah, there's the spreadsheet for the work. I was like, no, 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 isn't there one? Because I've got all of these things I've got to isn't there like an overall one? Oh, I can't believe I haven't done that, Geraldine. I'll make one of those now. So having constructive feedback is what we really want. So if you go into a placement and you're really struggling with something, we have to look at ourselves. Is it me? Is this person rude, horrible, or am I rude and horrible? Is it that this can be solved easily or is this a slightly tougher thing to solve? So what we need is constructive feedback. And the way to do that, of course, is to think to yourself, if someone was to say that to me, how would I feel? So if someone said to me, oh, Jordan, your courses are too long. And the way they said it, I'd be like, oh, okay, fine. It's too long for you then. It's not too long for everybody else. Maybe that's what I'd say. I probably wouldn't because they are quite long. I'd go, yeah, they are, aren't they? Maybe I should break it into two. But I can't. I just want to add more. So what I would want is constructive feedback. So if we think of the really simple one, your barista in a coffee shop and the coffee machine breaks down. So the boss buys a new coffee machine and you're using the coffee machine and it's slowing down. Now it's about to break. The boss can buy another coffee machine. Or you can give the constructive feedback. Actually, I don't think it's the machines. I think it's our pipework. Do you think that we could get a plumber in before it breaks down to have a look at the pipework? So the boss is going to go, oh, great idea. I didn't realize it was the pipework. Let's get somebody in. Because we've given constructive feedback. All right. So we're really giving, we're helping and supporting. We're not just going, it doesn't work and that's crap. We're going that it isn't working. Let's take a step back. Let's see 
where we can get that support from. So if you're saying a contract that isn't working for you right now, you can leave it until your time is up at the end of the contract and then say, see you later, I'm all done. Or you can go in sooner prepping the person saying, I'd really like to talk to you about my contract because I think there's some things that we could work on together to make it work better for all of us. So that they're already in a positive mindset, all right? We want them in a positive mindset when we come in with any sort of constructive criticism. So when we go in to see them, we can then say, hey, this is amazing. It's great here. It's an amazing vibe. When I was doing blah, the intake forms, I noticed that because, Louise, it was a generalized question you put in there. So I noticed that the forms didn't go out to the clients or that we didn't have scripts for answering the phone. So we were all answering the phone differently. Is that something you've thought about? Or the last place I did a session at, they had scripts for answering the phone. And I wondered if you'd considered that because I can find out what they were from the other place because no one's told me what I should or shouldn't be saying. So I'm really struggling in this job as receptionist for you. When we construct information for people that we employ, great way of doing that is there's lots of apps So there are some that Loom, that's what I was thinking of. There's Loom. There's another few of them now. There's not just Loom. There's lots of other different ones. And it means that you can screen rather than using Zoom. You can use Zoom, but then there's nowhere to store it. You can screen record on yourself on the bottom and you can explain how to do something. So somebody doesn't get into that struggle space before they even start. So whenever we've got criticism, we have to make it constructive. We have to put it in a positive frame of mind and frame of voice as well. That's the only way that anyone can think about change because if you come and battering them, it's going to be hard for them to take on new concepts or to do something differently. Some people, my husband, for example, he got criticized for something recently. He came home really angry and I was like, wow, you know, that sounds awful. And and then I just left it. And I said, what about this? What about that? What about this? What about that? And left it. And then the next evening at dinner, he said, I've thought about what they said. And I think that perhaps some of that came from the right place. It was these things here. So that's the sort of person he is. He's really going to take his time. He's going to consider it. He's a good tourist. He's going to really take his time over it and then come to his own conclusions. Sometimes they're the angry ones. And in that case, it was he took it on. He took the parts from it that were constructive and then replied on the other parts. So we have to really think, how can I make my response constructive? How can I make my input into this situation constructive? So hopefully that answers and helps Louise scripting for specific situations. Now, the other thing that's coming up a lot, a lot, a lot is organization, organizing ourselves, planning, time planning, time organization, confident consulting at the weekend. There's all the scripts in there about the discovery call, the actual consult, then breaking down your own consult so that we've got everything and we've figured out a system and flow. Now, the next bit was organization. That I wanted to talk about. I need to take my watch off. So everybody's reminders have just gone out for a group that I run and it's like tick, 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 tick on my phone. So organization, when we organize ourselves, now we're all time poor. The whole world is time poor. And we have to think about that in relation to ourselves 
and our clients. So with our clients, they totally time poor. They've got to get to you. They've got to have their appointment with you. They've got to get away, get home from you. They've got to organize supplements or whatever. So we have to make sure that we don't use up any of their time that we don't need to use. So that's why I always bang on about the one hour consult because that is long enough for everyone. People lose their facility to communicate and connect at about the 40 minute mark. So unless you're going to start bringing out cups of tea and bickies, then you really need to be bringing those consult, that first consult in to an hour. It doesn't matter if all the subsequent ones are similar length of time until you bring those ones down to the 40 minute mark. But that first one, don't overextend. Don't be going into the hour and a half because you're going to overwhelm. So when we're organizing ourselves and our times, so I actually just spoke to somebody just a moment ago and she's in three jobs and so they're all getting too much and so she's missing things. So that's happened to me in the past as well when I was nursing and then I was working as a naturopath and I was lecturing. So white balance is terrible, isn't it? I'm very pale. So when we think about our organizing our time, my watch is my lifesaver because on my watch, it alerts me. So I look at, oh yeah, I'm actually doing that top corner. It says what's coming up. So I all day I've had, I've been able to look at my watch, see what the time is. And in the top corner go, oh, I'm seeing someone in five minutes. I'm seeing someone in. So that really helps me. I talked to somebody yesterday and she has a Garmin. So she can do the same thing. It just takes a little bit more organization onto a Garmin, but it can be totally done. If you don't have those things, then you need, there is an app. One of the girls in one of my other groups, I have a lot of groups. If you want to be part of my groups, you just need to say, peeps, you just need to say. So there are lots of groups, but in my other group, she has said, and I found it, she said, Google Calendar users. So scheduling time, a PC and Google Calendar gal, and I found a plug-in called Checker Plus. All right. That gives you countdowns to your next meeting or time block in your calendar. So Apple, we're all good. And Checker Plus, you can all get that if you've got a PC. We really need to make sure that we're time blocking. Our to-do list is time blocked as well. Remembering, I had a play with teamwork. I think you may have mentioned. So teamwork's another one. Fantastic. Because when we time block, we need to be constructive within that time. So I always have my phone turned over. My face, my phone is face down, so I can't see it. I have no notifications except calendar notifications coming up on the computer screen. So it's got a countdown clock in the top corner. So I've got my watch and I've got the top corner. I've time blocked. My to-do list is broken down because if it wasn't broken down, my to-do list would actually probably circle the planet several times, as I'm sure yours does. So each of those things needs to be broken down. So obviously Sunday, I've got a workshop and I am currently writing the content for that workshop. Now, it's going to take me three or four days to write the content for that workshop. So I'm sure some people have looked and thought, oh, one, oh, that's too much for three hours. Well, no, actually, you've got about 15 hours of content and it's going to take me 30 hours. It has already taken me 10, 15 hours to write what I've written. So when I work out the total earnings over my hourly rate, my hourly rate is actually quite low sometimes educating. So we have to think, I could just write webinar for Sunday. That's really daunting, isn't it? So that means we put things off. We leave it and we think, oh, I'll get to it. Or where do I start? So if I time block it and I say I'm doing the first part because I've written my contents, I knew what my contents were going to be. I'd already mapped those out in my head. So I'd written my contents. So I've looked at my contents and I'm breaking it now down on content. And that's how my to-do list is working. So each 
item from the webinar or workshop, whatever you want to call it, is listed and I can have those as a to-do. So I've just finished this morning the first consult and I'm now into follow-up consult. Done quite a lot actually. So I've written, because we're doing the who we are to start with, then we've got discovery calls, initial appointment, and I'm now up to follow-up and cancellations before I move into future pacing, miracle question, testing referrals, client plans, timeline scripts, and system activities. So I am by the look of it one third of the way through. Now I've got till Sunday, but I also have lots of other things to do. So and I've been at that one third for yesterday and today. And you knew I didn't know that though, right? Because we're doing training Tuesday today. Yeah. So I've been writing this in splats over three days. So that means I've got two thirds left to do. And I did give myself the out that I'd be sending the workbook, which is slides to everybody on the Saturday. But it means that I'm blocking down. I've looked at my content list and I've gone, I can do that now. So if you're making an opt-in for your website, you're going, right, I'm going to plan the what it is. I'm going to find out the problem. I'm going to do some market research towards my opt-in. Once I've done my market research, what my market wants, then I might go into Canva and find a nice template to use to create said opt-in. Meanwhile, I'm taking notes. So we're breaking down the big picture into smaller ones. Now, we're starting to calendar our time. We're blocking it out. We're using one of those apps or we're on a Mac and we're able to just use the regular calendar. And we've got everything filed through, funneled through so that we make sure that we're getting those regular notifications. In the morning, so on Sunday, I check everything for the week. So I had an appointment with Carly McLean for NER on Thursday. And I thought, actually, I can't do that. I've got too many other things I've got to do. So on Sunday, I emailed, well, I actually messaged her, but normally I would email someone and say, I can't do that time, even though I know it's Thursday. Can we do it in a fortnight? I've looked through at all the things I've got to do. And I've started blocking out time. I've delegated days to the big picture. Then within the big picture, I've written down the breakdowns of that big picture, okay, so that my to-do list doesn't go all the way around the planet, back again and out to Mars. So one thing that might help you to decide where you're using your time, especially now so many of us are working from home and we have all the other things that go with work, you know, got home and laundry and cooking dinner and all of the other things that still go with work. What might be a really good idea is to print out and a Google Sheet or or use it online, make yourself a, a timesheet and do half hour blocks. What are you actually doing? Are you pressing snooze every morning? And that's where you start it. Wait, my alarm goes off at 6.30. I press snooze once. I have dry eye syndrome, so I can't actually get out. I have to spend a bit of time rubbing my eyes so that I've got some moisture in my eyes, otherwise I'm blind when I get out of bed. So my alarm goes off at 6.30. I generally get up at 20 to 7 So because I have to rub my eyes, can't stand up too dangerous. Then, so if we half hour block, I know that at 7.30 or sooner, I'm ready for my day. On a Friday, I actually get up at 6am because I have a Pilates online class at 6.30. But half an hour, what are you doing in those half an hour blocks? So from 7.30 to 8, I'm generally making my drink for the day, which is almost finished. I'm making my chai. I make my own chai syrup. So I make a chai. I've got my cup of tea and I come and sit down. I'm ready to work from around 8 a.m. my time. Unless I've gone for work, then I'm ready to work. Gone for a walk, then I'm ready to work at 9. 
So then 9 to 9.30, what are you doing? How are you spending that time? And it's a really good idea if you can sit down and mark them off and see what you're doing. And it might be you mark it off digitally or it might be that you mark it off on a piece of paper that you've created especially for this task so that you can see where you're using your time, where you're using it productively. So I've done it multiple times over the years and it's like lunchtime. I will do a bit of social media. I'll do some emails. So I had an email from a naturopath that came through at lunchtime. So my lunchtime was one o'clock-ish. I didn't actually sit down and have any lunch. I had lunch at two, but I had a lunchtime where I sat down because my watch had said it's time to stand up. And I made a cup of tea and I looked at my phone and there was an email from a naturopath asking questions about the weekend. So I replied to those questions. She's like, wow, thanks for the quick reply. I'm like, oh, you just happened to email me at lunchtime. So I can reply right now. So I emailed her and replied. I've emailed her back. I think she's just emailed again. I've seen something come through, but it's not my emailing time right now. So although I've seen it because the phone is up the right way, because before I came on, I checked everything. I've time blocked in when I'm going to check my emails, when I'm going to check social media how long I'm going to be on social media for and which social medias I'm going to be on. So I will go and have Instagram time and I will go and have Facebook time. I will have LinkedIn time. I don't mix them all. I don't go, oh, Instagram, let's go to that one. Oh, um, Facebook, let's go to this and carry on going because that's just time wasting. So I have constructive, dedicated time to go and have a look on Insta, to post on Insta, to reply on Insta. The same, I go into the groups on Facebook. Sorry, that's my cat just over there if you want to know what the bells are because I'm disturbing him talking. It's hard life being a cat. So I'm using that time. That time is all very time blocked, especially. So I make sure I go to all of those places. TikTok, which I have a lot of fun on, is only at dinner time. So because I have fun. So it's not my, so it's like watching the news for me because my feed is all politics and I'm healthcare and it's not cats. So it's kind of like watching the news, really. Sometimes I do put on the news, very rarely, but I do occasionally actually put on the telly. So we need to time block. And then they've got this new system on uh, Apple, which is focus. And you turn things on and off focus. I'm actually finding it really irritating. Whereas before I just eliminated everything, it all closed down at eight o'clock. So people couldn't message me or anything. It just went to silence. I don't accept phone calls from unknown phone numbers. The only phone calls come through from numbers that I know. So there's, you can go into your settings and you can remove that. That has taken away a ton of loss of wasted time that I can never get back because it's all by my website. Do this, do that, crypto, that tax one, you owe tax, the American accent, the tax office there. It's like, come on. So all of these rubbish phone calls, they just go to the answer. So I don't, and it says calls are being filtered. Please leave a message. If you don't leave a message, I won't get back to you. You can ring me, find out what it says. Apparently it's very nice. Somebody told me, somebody emailed and said, I got your message. It's very nice. Like, oh, that's lucky. But it means I've reduced waste time. When I waste time, I constructively waste time. I make sure that I go and enjoy my time. So my, I leave my office. I don't eat in my office. Yes, I do drink tea and I drink chai and I drink my bottle and do those things. But my lunchtime, I go and sit at the dining room table. I leave my office. Like we tell our clients. 
we tell our clients, don't we? We say, go and have your lunch outside in the sunshine because that helps you reset the HPA axis. It helps the body recognize daylight. So have your lunch in the sun. Not only will you get some vitamin D, it's not the wrong form of sunshine to give you cancer. That's in the mornings. We're talking, you know, UVA, UVB comparisons. So have your lunch in the sun, have 10 minutes in the sun, have sun on your skin. You won't burn in 10 minutes. Well, sometimes you feel like you will. You probably will sometimes the height of summer. So height of summer, take vitamin D, autumn and spring, enjoy the sun. But it means that because they're actually in the sun, looking at the sun at lunchtime, they're able to support the HPA access. They're able to support the sleep-wake cycle. They will reduce anxiety. They will reduce the overwhelm and all the other things that sunshine and light brings us. So I go and do those things in my lunchtime. So the majority with me is do as I say, not as I do, which is always a problem. And then we have to remind ourselves, don't we? It's do as I do, and I'm going to do it too. So journaling is a great way of making sure that you're reflecting on your practice and doing those timings, writing them down through the week and maybe not the weekend. If you have a weekend off, you don't have to journal your time because you're just chilling and doing whatever. Um, But if you're working at the weekend, then you need to time block at the weekend as well and just mark it all out. But that's part of journaling because then we can reflect on what we're doing. And much of what we do is reflection. Yeah. A whole heap of what we do is about reflection. So when it's called reflective practice, it's got a whole gamut of study behind it, reflective practice. Part of keeping your upper registration is reflective practice. Part of your association practice should be reflective practice where you reflect back on how you practice, how you work, how you live. So it's all of the components. So if I reflect back on my clients, did I do right by them? Did I wasn't asked to them? Did they have a good experience with me? Are my systems working in relation to them? Were they a success? These are all parts of reflective practice. And so time blocking, figuring out your times and what you're doing is part of that reflective practice as well. So um, I really like that idea of the after hour message. Yeah. So everything, it just shuts down eight o'clock, my phone, forget it. Don't even think you can get a hold of me. Sometimes my phone might be playing a game on it or something. I am a bit of a candy crush fiend, unfortunately. I don't know what level I'm at, but I'm quite high. So sometimes messages will come through, but the person, as far as they're concerned, I'm away. Notifications are turned off is what it says, even if I'm on my phone. And that's really important that people aren't able to get hold of you all of the time. And that's part of your boundaries as well. We really need to set our boundaries. So I set my boundaries immediately with my clients in the first appointment. My boundaries are set. I say that 24 hour refund policy that you'll be getting an email tomorrow. Please reply to me on that with any questions or save and save questions till next time. And that's what it says on that email. They know that if they refer me, what they're going to get, all of the things. So I've set my boundary in the first few minutes of a consult and within their application. All right. So when they apply to see me, they're getting all those boundaries within that as well. So not only, so in college, you've got a, got the list and it says, have they suffered from, starts at A, doesn't it? Alzheimer's, ADHD, all of the things and they're ticking or not ticking all of the long lists. So on that list, which is a download list, it's in my academy for the academy members. On that, it also says within that 24 hour cancellation policy, is it okay to share your email address with a dropshipper? So all of those things are still within that intake form. So they've already had it the first time and then they have it again. 
of me when I repeat those things in the first consult. We're soulmates. I play Candy Crush for 15 minutes each night. I call it my meditation. Yeah. I play it before I go to bed as well. I get into bed and then I'll be reading a book or something and then I'll hear, finally hear hubby coming towards bedroom. So I'll put down the book and I'll get Candy Crush because that means I've got about 15 minutes to play. So um, yeah, play those lives and then that's it, bedtime. So we've got to really think, how can I bring my reflective practice into what I do? How can I use, no, I haven't, Alette, I've got my own phone number. I've had the same phone. That's the only phone number I've ever had in Australia. So I have, I mean, you could have, but I do have another phone number because this one is also, my internet is, it's called Felix. So Felix is Vodafone and it's $15 a month and I have as much internet as I want. So I run my business on it. It says, please don't run your home on it, but I don't think you can run your home anyway because it's a mobile chip. So to run your TV and everything, you actually need a bigger thingy. But yeah, so on a very old, press my button at the front, only just working phone, I run my internet for my business for $15 a month. I just have to be in a Vodafone area. So I do have, theoretically, another phone number. I have no idea what that is, though, because I don't use it. But um, no, I've used the same phone number on the phone for however long I've been in Australia, 20 years. That isn't the first phone, though, obviously. That would have been the Nokia But with the phone, no, I just turn it off. It's always on, voicemail's always there for everybody. I have unknown numbers don't come through. I do not put my client's phone numbers into it. So they won't, I won't answer a phone call from a client. Only my friend's phone numbers are actually in it, which means that I only answer my friends. Everyone else goes to voicemail and it says you're being filtered and I'll get back to you when I can. So no, I just have the one phone number, but it's, there's, I have a lot of boundaries around it. But yeah, it's a, we need our boundaries for ourselves as well as our clients because we need to make sure that we're not putting ourselves under undue stress. So I try not to work like working in my business doing stuff after 6 p.m. I have groups in the evening sometimes. So I've got a project group in the evening at the moment or most Tuesday evenings, but that's not a comp because I've always done one late night. So it's not a big deal to do one late night. I think late nights are brilliant. My late nights were always full when I was seeing clients in the flesh. Now I sit they're all happy to see me in the day because they're all online. But when I was seeing people in the flesh, then my late night was my busiest night. I'd work solidly from 2 to 8 p.m. where I'd get cups of tea in there and that'd be about it. So time block. How See how you're spending your time. See where you're wasting your time because if you and see where you go down the rabbit hole. So see where you're rabbit holing as well. Did you have these boundaries when you first started in practice or just as you became established and wiser? Um, so it was interesting because I said I spoke to this mentee right now and she was saying that she was so busy with the three jobs and then she was hanging out the washing and came in the house and the client was at the door and she was really embarrassed and really sorry. Now that sort of thing happened to me at about the same level she's at now. So she's probably five years qualified and I noticed that sort of thing was happening to me. So, but that was back in the day when I had paper diary. So since my iWatch and my iPhone, things, I don't miss appointments now. If I miss an appointment, it's because I just didn't put it in. Or I put it in wrong, like the 10 a.m. that goes in at 10 p.m. by mistake, which is why there's this Sunday, I'm checking my week ahead. I, I just sit down for five minutes. As a family, we used to have Sunday evening drink. I would have a gin and tonic. When the children were underage, they would have a juice or whatever. And then when they were of age, they would have a beer. But we would sit down on a Sunday night 
And because it was just this household was so busy with rowing and sport, even though it's only two children, I'm working, hubby's working, he's on call, so I don't have him. You know, when we finally got a pea plater in the house, oh, hallelujah, the world changed. That was brilliant. So my son, then it was like, well, where are you going? Can you take Eve to that? Can you go to that? Who's going to do the shopping? Can you? And then I go, what are we having for dinner so that I can organize it? So Sunday night, we'd sit down and we'd plan. So, and that was, um, my son doesn't live here anymore. He's moved out. He's at university in Canberra. My daughter's at university. So it's very different now. Very, very different now. But it, when we were super busy, there was always this planning Sunday evening thing. We had to do it. For a little while there, I tried bulk cooking on a Sunday. That just didn't work because I'd make stuff and they'd never want to eat. They don't want to eat the same thing two nights in a row because, oh, first world problems. So the boundaries now are very easy to implement for you because we have technology those so I guess my boundaries have always been strong because I'm quite gen x and all the rest of it so my boundaries are quite strong anyway my organizational skills can be poor um so I have to make sure that I have things in place which is why I always had the diary but the diary doesn't ding or ping or tell you so the phone is only since I've had my iWatch the phone is now on silent but it didn't used to be on silent because I wanted it to ping and ding. It didn't used to have not answer phone calls. So when clients were here, I would look at the phone would ring and then I'd decline it. I wouldn't answer it unless it was one of my children. So then I would answer the phone because they were at school and whatever. Um, but that was all. So they've got tighter and yet looser because I'm more likely now to email someone at 10, like I had somebody email me about questions about the consulting weekend next weekend and someone emailed they're obviously looking at it at 10 o'clock at night and they said oh thank you so much and I've walked in I'm really excited and they had a question and I replied but it was 10 o'clock at night and I was like no 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 you have replied you're not going to not reply because it's done but I'm going to schedule this reply to go out at eight o'clock tomorrow morning so I scheduled the reply. So rather than the reply coming at 10 o'clock at night, which makes me look like what exactly what I was doing, which was checking my emails at 10 o'clock at night, which is what I shouldn't be doing when I should have been playing Candy Crush. So I was like, right, don't show you're being bad. Schedule it. So I scheduled the email. Whereas I wouldn't normally reply at 10 o'clock at night. That one, I just opened it without thinking. So yeah, we've always got to be mindful of what we do and try not to do that sort of thing. Because I could just as easily have answered it at eight o'clock in the morning. Had I opened it at eight o'clock in the morning, it's very clear what it was because I've got the line underneath that says the first line of the message. So not like I had to open it. So I feel that is all. I feel I've covered the two things. The make sure it's constructive criticism was in the first piece. And the second piece was making sure our bound time boundaries are in place and checking what we're doing within our time. So going through and right, maybe having a half hour at lunchtime, next half hour, standing, staring at the fridge, next half hour, patting the cat, next half hour, working and answering emails. So I shouldn't have been doing two things. I should have been answering the emails as the work job or I should have been working on the webinar. So you'll see where you're wasting time. You'll see where you're not using your time constructively. All right. So by sitting down and working it out and going through Monday to Friday, and then you'll also be able to go, right, I did spend on Wednesday 10 minutes looking at my bank account. So why don't I turn Wednesday into a banking and bills day to make sure that paying myself, I've moved money where it needs to go and I have a look at my finances on a Wednesday or a Friday or something so that you actually designate time to some of the jobs that you're just randomly doing or haven't checked the bank account or just check, well, maybe that needs to be part of a construction constructive time within your week yeah so when you go back and look at that list and you reflect on that list 
you might get even more, not necessarily more boundaries, but more structure around what you do. Alrighty. I think it's time to go. So we've got the links to the academy. If you join the academy, then you actually get 30% off confident consulting. And there is tons of stuff in there. It's like all of the things, anything that I produce and think, Oh, that'd be good. I'll pop that in there. And we have trainings a couple of three times a month. And then we've got programs and practice coming up in. May, beginning of May. So then all of May is going to be a challenge month in the group and the big prizes. So yeah, oh yeah. And if you're the confident consulting, if you share that, then you go in the draw to win a one-to-one with me. And the one-to-ones with me are really good. If I say so myself, I do say so myself. Everyone says how wonderful they are and what they've learned and how good they are with them. So um, I'm going to leave you to it now. See you all. I need to go and write that. Keep writing my confident consulting. See ya. Thanks so much for joining me today. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast for the weekly episodes. If you'd like even more support and learning, then the Academy is for you. Here you'll find part two of the herbal discussions, more clinical learning, and case studies to support your clients in practice. Bye for now.